Fun and Games podcast. We believe that playing games in student ministry isn't just about having fun. So join us as we talk about playing games, telling stories, and doing ministry. We hope you enjoy. Hey everybody, so interesting turn of events this week. Um, all of the state of Georgia had a tornado warning, so my guest for this week had to cancel. Boo. But, I decided that we would have some fun. So this is what we're going to do. This is our season finale. And... So we're going to have some quick-fire game explanations where I'm going to explain all the games that we have talked about in this past season of the podcast. So, without further ado, let's jump in to the first game that I recorded after moving to Atlanta. It's called Four Corners. So for Four Corners, you don't really need anything except for a room with at least four corners in it. The premise of this game is you have all your kids running around, all your students running around, and each corner is numbered, one through four. And so as all your students are running around, You give them a few seconds, you say, all right, 10 seconds, and then they run to a corner. And then, once everybody is there, once the 10 seconds is up, you yell out the name of a corner, and all the students in that corner are out. And then, obviously, the game continues until there's one student left. Uh... I've never played this game, to be honest. I've never played this game. Um, But it's definitely one that I'm looking forward to. I know that the student ministry that I'm in right now, um, they historically play that game a lot. And so I'm excited to see how that will turn out um, and see how it kind of, how the students act when they go through it. Okay, moving right along. For our second game, if you remember episode... What is this, episode 12? You remember episode with um, our wonderful guest, Pastor Caleb Tedder, uh, one of my good friends here in Atlanta. He, he brought in a classic... You know, we don't talk about classics that much. We talk about games that are weird. We talk about games that are have funny names. But in that episode, we just talked about dodgeball. And, you know, it kind of brought to my mind, everybody knows how to play dodgeball. Like, pretty much everybody knows how to play dodgeball. I know if you're listening to this, you know how to play dodgeball. Because you're, like, in student ministry or you like games. And so... That's the two places where you would know dodgeball. So anyway, what I want to say about dodgeball really quick is that you don't have to have some fancy name. You don't have to have some fancy game. All you got to have is a ball in a room. 
and you can do so much. You can, you know, you can keep your students occupied for like your before you let them into service or you can have that at the beginning of service or you can have that on a special night and it's just a game that wears them out so that they can sit down and be focused on the message or it's just a game that you play after service and you have fun a lot of this is about fun. That's what we talk about a lot. And so, moving from there, segueing from there into something that is all about fun, was our episode with Pastor Eric McDonald. Uh, if you have listened to that episode, you will know that Pastor Eric is the person who I currently intern with at Evangel Community Church in Snellville, Georgia. Uh, And we spoke for a couple minutes about some minute-to-win-it mini-games that we played in our student ministry a couple weeks ago at our Life Group Olympics. So basically what Life Group Olympics was... Um, was that we took all of our life groups, which are our small groups for our students, and we split them up, and each small group was a team. Um, They do this every year. You know, it's a thing that these kids look forward to. But basically what we did was we played some Olympics-themed minute-to-win-it games. And so when it comes to -to minute-to-win-it games... And when it comes to something like this, where you're playing a lot of games, um, you know, in one night, you have to do one thing, and that is you have to make sure that one team won't just dominate, because that's no fun for anybody. And so, what I did was... I knew that there was one student combined with one team that would just wipe the floor with everyone if I did all skill-based games. Because they're just the best at skill-based games. You know, like, if if you're playing any type of athletic game, you know which group I'm talking about. It's the high school boys. They are the ones that will go all in. If they're super competitive, they're the ones that will go all in. And they're usually bigger and stronger than everybody else. And so I had to add in some stuff that uh, that was different. You know, I added in... We, we played one minute to win it game that was design your flag. So the way that we set up our... Our, our life group Olympics was that this year they all picked countries where our church supports missionaries. And so the first thing that they did after picking their countries was to grab a pillowcase and use that to make the flag of their country, which I gave them real countries so they made real flags. And 
obviously, high school boys aren't going to be that great at art. And they proved me right. And they also put a couple stains in the carpet. Um, I know if Pastor Tim is listening to this, I got him out. But don't worry about it. Um, but that's obviously one that, like, you would think that the high school girls would win. And they did. Um, but, you know, you got to level the playing field. So I had that game, and I had, like, a trivia game that we played. Um, and it balanced it out, and it ended up where our high school boys didn't win. Like, they only lost by, like, you know, they could have come in second in one of the games and still won. But just because I added in some things that weren't skill-based, it kind of leveled the playing field so that everyone had a chance to win and everyone felt like they were in the competition. And that's what keeps the energy up on a night like this. And so moving right along, our next to last one is called Kryptonite Dash. It's basically massive pool noodle hockey. So my friend, Matthew, um, came on the show and... He explained to me this game, and, and, and it's very it's very easy to set up if you have the right things. Now, everybody has pool noodles laying around somewhere. Your kid's department probably has some pool noodles, and we're going to get into more pool noodle stuff in a minute. But Kryptonite Dash is basically you take a half a pool noodle, you give it to each student, and then you go online and buy some... Um, ball pit balls, you know, the plastic kind of air-filled balls that are super light. And you make sure there's some green ones in there. And so you put all of them in the middle. And the goal here is to have the most balls by your team, but also to have the least amount of green balls, because those are the kryptonite balls. And so the green balls take away points. And so you can do your points in ones or tens or thousands. It doesn't matter. Usually the more, the more your points weigh, the more fun and the more into it the kids are going to get. But the goal of the game is to use your pool noodle to hit all the balls and to sweep all the non-green balls to your side and to hit all the green balls to your other opponent's sides. And, I mean, that's just a little fun fun little game. It's an easy setup, you know? All you have to do is have the balls and the noodles. That's pretty much it. And so, it doesn't cost a lot. I think you can get some ball pit balls on Amazon for like $10. You can get like a couple hundred of them. And so, you know, if you're on a budget... Go for that. But speaking of budgets, our last game that we're going to mention this episode is called Braveheart. <clears throat> it is my favorite game of all time, 
It is the most fun game to watch, and it has the most variations. But the best thing about this game is that it's the cheapest. So, Braveheart is very simple. You give each student half a pool noodle. That's their sword. Then you give them a paper crown to put on their heads. And that's obviously their crown. The whole goal of the game is for those students to use their pool noodle and knock the crown off of other students' heads. And the goal is to be the last man standing with your crown on your head. If your crown gets knocked off, you can't put it back on. If your crown is on your head wrong, too bad. Can't touch it. And if it gets knocked off, you're out. And you can't knock anybody's off if you're out. And the reason that this is super cheap... Let me tell you what I spent um, to get 60, 60 students worth of materials for this. I spent a grand total of $23 to set up this game for 63 students. And we didn't even have 63 students come. But I went to Target, bought all of their pool noodles that were the smallest ones they had, which are a dollar twenty-five each. So I bought like twenty-seven of those. And then I went to Burger King. And if you go to Burger King and you go at the right time and you ask in the right way, you can pretty much get them to give you all of their paper crowns. So that's what I did. I went and got as many paper crowns as I could get. And we came back and boom, we had a game. And that's why it's my favorite. It's because it's the cheapest, it's the easiest to set up. And these students will have the most fun they've ever had playing this game. So, that's pretty much it this time, guys. It's a short episode, and it's impromptu. But, thanks for listening. Uh, If you have any questions, go give us a follow on All Fun and Games on Instagram. That's allfunandgames.pod on Instagram. And if you want to find out a fresh new game, if you have a game I've never heard of, please DM me on that account. And I'll see you guys next time. or have any questions, feel free to give us a follow on Instagram at funandgames.pod. We'll see you next week.